Hey guys, welcome to PT Snacks Podcast. This is Casey Hogan, your host. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, welcome. This podcast, what you need to know is that it's meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but in bite-side segments of time. And real quick before we get to the episode, just as a reminder, the PT Snacks Service Challenge is going on until March 31st. And what that is, is basically you're just looking for a need in your community and you're looking for a way to fill it within the first three months. So it's a really great way for you to start out the year strong, giving back to your community, growing yourself. And then also, you know, maybe you're taking up a project that is important to you that you develop yourself in. So if you need more information on how to actually make this happen, I'm going to post a link below that you can follow. But that being said, we just talked about shoulder dislocations. And let me tell you, we could go on about the shoulder for forever. But again, this is supposed to be concise. And so we're just going to break it up by topic. And today's topic is hill sacs lesions. And so if you need a refresher on what that is, essentially this can happen in an anterior shoulder dislocation where again, the humeral head is dislocating anteriorly. And so what can happen is the posterior lateral aspect of the humeral head impacts on the anterior glenoid in the dislocated position. So it's already dislocated, but the back of the head hits the front of the glenoid joint, right? And that causes a defect. So this is literally just an osseous defect or a dent in the posterior supralateral humeral head. This can be associated with a bank art lesion of the glenoid, which we'll cover in a future episode, but it can happen in 40 to 90% of all anterior shoulder instability cases, especially with recurrent anterior instability. So we have to make sure that we actually define what would classify as an osseous defect, right? So there are grade from a lower grade to a higher grade, it just depends on the severity of it. So grade one would just be a defect in the articular surface down to, but not including the subchondral bone. So we've just nicked the surface, right? Grade two, that lesion includes the subchondral bone. Now in grade three, that lesion causes a large defect in the subchondral bone. And now that shoulder is at a higher risk of recurrent dislocation. Now, the size of the lesion can also be classified by a minor being less than 20%. Moderate is 20 to 45% and severe is greater than 45%. And that's size of the lesion compared to the humeral head. So as a refresher, how do we know in the clinic? We would maybe see this in an acute anterior glenohumeral dislocation. Their arm is held in abduction and external rotation. They'll have a, the loss of the normal contour of the deltoid, and the acromion is pretty prominent posterior and laterally. The humeral head, you may be able to palpate anteriorly, and all movements are painful and limited. If you were able to conduct an apprehensive test or jobric location test, those would be positive. So on an x-ray, they might have an AP view in internal rotation and external rotation, a transscapular view and an auxiliary view to see just what that looks like. But of course, they might have an ultrasound or MRI or CT to assess the integrity of the bones themselves and all the tissue surrounding it. 
So some differentials to include maybe a bank art lesion. These can often go together. There can be a pseudo Hillsax lesion, humoral avulsion fracture, mid-capsular tears, floating anterior capsule, and reverse Hillsax lesion, which usually happens with the posterior shoulder dislocation. So you should be able to um, reason that out in your clinical exam when you're listening to their history. All right, guys. So that is a Hillsax lesion. Hopefully this all makes sense. If you have any questions, reach out at ptsnackspodcast at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at pt underscore snacks. I love hearing from you guys. And if there's anything, any requests you have that you want me to cover in the future, just let me know. Reach out. If you want to support the show, there's a link below for buy me a coffee. That just really helps me to be able to keep the show running and keep it free, right? Um, but if you are in need of CEU credits, MedBridge offers like thousands of webinars, classes, um, CEU courses. They even have a home exercise program that you can give to patients. Uh, I use it every day and it's really nice. It gives them a link they can follow or you can even print it out for them and, and specialize a home program for them. So MedBridge is offering listeners for a PT Snacks podcast 40% off for an annual subscription, which is super, super good deal. Just use the promo code PT Snacks Podcast, or uh, you can find that information below. But that's it for today, guys, and until next time. <laughs>